Dear God, dearest divine and loving guardians, thank you for this opportunity to observe your wild manifestations. I honor the design as it presents itself to me in the form of shifting faces and feelings. You are both the drama and the ease, you are both the tension and the laughter that breaks it. My only promise is that I will listen to the best of my ability. Please forgive me when I don't. I am forever in service to your grace and presence. Amen. 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 So good. Thank you for blessing us. Love God. Uh, we love God. That's what it's all about here. The necessity of God. Yeah. Right. I need God. So I'm sitting with um, Gabby Abreu. Yes. Sai Swoon. Sai Swoon. From Instagram. <laughs> if you don't know Gabby, she's a writer, kind of basically a priestess, a memer. Um, I have her new book called Notes on Shapeshifting, which is excellent. Thank you. And she's kind of like an anti-influencer influencer, yes. what do you say? Yeah, no, it's, yeah, a lot of people actually say that um, to me. <laughs> yeah, really? yeah, they're like, are you, would you say you're an influencer? Like, nobody wants to call me an influencer, but I fit in kind of some kind of bracket of it. Yeah, like you know? almost anti. Yeah, I, I feel like I use the internet like an in- influencer, but maybe for different means you know yeah yeah Yeah. you balance out kind of you you're using a certain approach i guess that um toxic people use maybe (laughs) but like in a non-toxic way it seems almost hijacking yeah um i was thinking you're kind of like who courtney kardashian wishes she could be oh my god t that's cool yeah people compare me to her a lot like people always compare my voice to her and i think they think it's like a hater moment and i'm like we grew up in the same area we grew up in west la like that's how voices work baby (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're just similar somehow yeah that's how people talk let's see everybody made some notes before meeting i'm a note baby too yeah it's <laughs> just like my brain is so scrambled right now so let's talk about i guess first like size swoon the page what it is yeah. how how it came to be what it is okay well and- short like quick run through history it was really just a meme page at first, which is why I vibe with you because you're in a non-meme page, right? Or still yeah. somewhat moving into non-anon a little bit with the podcast. I, but yeah. um, I was an anonymous <laughs> meme page as well where I was just like much like uh, I got in every moment in my life. I was just like obsessed with memes. Like I was like having so much fun. Mm. And I can tell how much fun you have because I remember that energy. Mm. And it was just like I was making like 10 memes a day, like reposting memes like crazy. And so I had a meme page for two years that was anonymous. And then I slowly started to like show outfits and like write captions and get more spiritual. And then it just really naturally just evolved into me being like, I'm literally talking to camera with my whole face and like <laughs> writing a book. And <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's interesting to me because of the spirituality aspect, yeah. I guess. And uh, like, obviously, I Need God is a God-themed meme page. Absolutely. And I'm just, you know, curating God content there. But yeah. your page is kind of like its own church, almost, where mm-hmm. you are the orator or the conduit mm-hmm. to the, with the divine. And you're speaking to, like, writing really long paragraphs, almost like Tumblr. Yeah, Tumblr style. Um, That's my origin. So you're, like, cultivating... <laughs> 
it's interesting you've cultivated this brand i guess that's all mm-hmm. when i was reading your book i was thinking like what are you a libra or like what are your zodiac no, guess again i guess again yeah, give one more guess and then i'll reveal Oh I'm Libra God. Mercury though, okay. which is interesting that you'd think that because Mercury rules communication. And right. So the book How you would come be, across. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> the book would be my words. So that's kind of Oh my of gosh. Key. I don't want to get, I mean, my other guesses would be, oh my God, like Aries or Taurus. Okay. Close. I'm a Virgo sun. Okay. Capricorn moon, Sagittarius rising. Okay, yeah. great. What I'm a Sagittarius you? rising. Okay, so I, I kind of knew of you were. Yeah. In your book, when you talk about like laughter and stuff mm-hmm. and like laughing at b- intimacy and stuff, yeah. like I feel like it's really Sagittarius rising. I don't so know. So much. Well, it's like I feel like the Sagittarius saves me because I think the Virgo and Capricorn can be very calculating. <sighs> yeah. The Sagittarius is like, okay, be calculating and intense, but like we're going on it, like do it in the air, like do it on the boat. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, do it somewhere else, like fun. Um, so you're, we're in a hotel, I guess. Yes. <laughs> um, now everyone knows cause you're kind of like hotel. touring your book. Yes. Which is cool to really fun. Have mm-hmm. you been having fun? Oh yeah. Oh my God. Last time I was in New York was on really just like lame means. I was like, I had like a sort of like art student boyfriend and, and you know, and I like, it was just not as fun and cool. And mm-hmm. this time I came back and it's like, I have new friends here. I have a reason. The book tour aspects have been amazing. And we had such a good signing at the standard. And I just feel like really cute, you know? Like, yeah, I feel, I feel like I'm glad it's nice. You're having a moment. Traveler. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like a good vibe. Yeah. I'm glad. Um, you, you know, your book is a lot like be here now mm-hmm. in my mind. Okay. That's a huge compliment. Yeah. I, I'm glad because I I'm, bow down to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Were you, have you read that book? Obviously, yes. Yeah, I got it. Actually, I saw it in a store, I think, in 2019, I think. Yeah, I came into my life. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, my mom gifted it to me. Amazing. Yeah. That's a good mama. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Were you raised um, with any faith tradition? Oh, yeah. Like, everything for me is, like, based on my dad. So my dad's really into, like, a form of spiritism, which is this concept. So there's, it's something that was based in France, and then this guy named... Chico Xavier brought it to Brazil and there's a lot of followers of spiritism in Brazil and essentially it's kind of like it's a very it's a form of spirituality that believes the spirit has a role in everything in life everything and a lot of that being like ancestors so a lot of great belief in like oh your grandma's like watching over you or like she likes you know she made the you know the pots fall out of the cabinet and (laughs) things like that but then also just spirit in general like this big kind of meditation on energy also a lot of medium work like the concept that you can get answers Mm. so that was always in my household mixed with like a little bit of kind of spells and like witchcraft vibes (laughs) because like for example my dad like um he had a lot of like friends that he was he didn't really like okay Okay, one second we have yeah our little room service okay all right we're back we got room service yeah we got a pizza with honey on it we got a carrot cake and i got a chamomile tea just because they didn't have green Mm, i got a cappuccino cappuccino. we love it we love it um so basically okay what i was saying was yeah and there was some like witchcraft vibes in my house well yeah there was some witchcraft vibes like tricky little witchcraft vibes which was like if my dad had someone over in the house and he felt like they were overstaying their welcome like he would put a pair of like open scissors behind a door and that would have them leave that was like and it would work every time mm-hmm. <laughs> or like cut if, them out yeah and like <laughs> or if i lost something there was this like mantra that you say because they believe that like little spirit kids hid it from you so you call to like the 
the leader of like the spirit like the like deceased children realm yeah wow. and it works every single time the first oh. time it worked i was like seven and i cried because i was so scared my dad was like say this and you'll find the thing you lost and then i found it and i was like ah! that is scary as a seven-year-old so yeah. <laughs> yeah so i always kind of say like my spirituality was very like ancestral mm. and like very God like, really loving you. yeah like a, and a lot of just like love and empowerment from that um and then yeah like some tricky vibes you know mm, the <laughs> like trickster some, spirits like, yeah. like mercury stuff a lot of salts my dad puts salt in every corner and that was just ever present like yeah normal. always and he always had new ideas right like, yeah like the salt thing started last year of like putting these like cups of water and salt in the corners by doorways and then you can kind of observe the shifts within the salt <laughs> like okay. like if the salt's at the bottom like the energy is neutral and then if it goes up mm, like it barometer. means there was a change yeah yeah and the change can either be someone's really excited and it's intense or someone's angry and all it means is like it's out of stasis and things like that and right. so my dad's like a constant like He's finding ways to indicate yeah a lot of experiments that's nice that's really important i think yeah especially if it's something <laughs> you know well yeah just the passion in general it's yeah. really really cute actually yeah old man it's very different than how most people grow up in, in i feel like in the united states at least yeah there's a crisis of mysticism in this country okay <laughs> explain i just feel like mysticism i think is so important and it's something that's really prevalent in cultures outside of u.s or like puritan influenced cultures that were so afraid of like anything other than what you know was definable you know and like easy to control you know things like mm -hmm. that because when you let people into the spirit world and tell them hey you can get empowerment from literally this like invisible <laughs> you know kingdom or something mm -hmm. it's like it is really powerful yeah you know yeah. um They're trying and to, to tell down yeah and belief is the biggest way that you can change you can control people change your own life everything belief is a huge energy mm. and so when you tell people this is the only belief or you can't make anything up or you're going to hell you know it's like mm. you take that away from people for their own experiments and journey you know mm -hmm. but the spirit realm is big and grand yeah i guess that's why <laughs> and asking for us yeah that's why people made yeah religions and right? it's not in anyone's control yeah and there's not one person on this earth that can like Mm, right. kind of intercept that relationship you know <laughs> it's, it's crazy everyone's hands almost totally. uh, that. <laughs> that's really interesting um wow so as you aged out of your family whatever living with your parent or whoever mm -hmm. you lived with so you've taken up spiritism do you think or have yeah you... i actually didn't know that's what it was called for the longest time until it was actually my own discord people were talking about it and i was like oh that is actually the name of the religion that my dad was subscribed to and mm. i even went to a church of spiritism when i was in brazil in 2019 oh. and i just didn't know i just thought my dad was just like kooky yeah <laughs> like, you know but it is a popular like it has some direction in it cool took it on <laughs> yeah i was just curious because like i guess one of the things with the podcast i want to do is kind of mm. just like ask people how they grew up and like what beliefs were taught to them because yeah. you could tell the difference which are just so many different ways is all it's yeah and it makes people who they are you know what it, i mean like, yeah like sometimes i think i'm me and then i'm like no i'm literally like my parents and like oh, so many like childhood teen experiences it's really great True. <laughs> i think anyone who's really into god or spirituality like you are and i am it's kind of we're open to our identity being really unimportant you know so when, you know, so when yeah. I, when I think like, oh, I'm not 
I find it actually very comforting and almost like a responsibility taken off when I'm like, it's mm. not just me generating my life. Like I'm literally just like, like a, a manifestation of everyone else. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's really important to remember. There's this really good quote. I forgot who said it, but it was like trying to define yourself as like biting your own teeth. And I really like it because it's like yourself is there, but you can't, you can't, you can't get, like you can, you'll never touch it. Yeah. You'll never completely see yourself. Yeah. And nobody yeah. else. Yeah. And definitely no one else will either. So. I guess not. Only yeah. God, I guess. Yeah. God and God's design. God's design. <laughs> God's plan. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Great song. <laughs> I love Drake. You do? Love Drake. And I didn't always. You didn't always. I've I never was... loved Drake. And I like some of his songs. I love pop music. Did you have any like mentors growing up that mentors. other than your dad yes. who gave you different practices or ways of being? Yeah, I had. There was always comes to mind as my very first art teacher at community college. Like I never got to go to like real art school, but I did take a bunch of art related courses at community college. And one was a contemporary art class where I just loved it because it was so free form, much like contemporary art should be. But we would go into this classroom that was an old um airplane hangar in Santa Monica airport because Santa Monica airport was like half transformed into like college campus stuff um and so we'd come into this like giant like studio made place Mm -hmm. and basically we'd get an assignment that was just a theme or meaning so she I remember the first uh assignment was mapping she'd be like we're just going to talk about mapping so you can make a video you can make a drawing you could make an audio you could really do anything she was just really inspiring to me. Just a lot of things she said, a lot of the stuff that I have held on to. I remember she was one of the people who said it first. A lot of stuff about being her email was subject subject to change okay. at gmail.com. And okay. so her whole thing was like ever changing. And mm-hmm. she was also much older. I mean, she had to be like 50 or something. And, you know, I'm 18 in this class. Yeah. I also really, like, fought her on things that she ended up being right about, which I also loved. Wow. Like, love she that told too. me my, like, art was too feminine, you know, which I, at the time, was like, what? Like, you know, because I'm, like, in my feminist era. Even when you're a teenager, era. yeah, it's kind of, <laughs> like, I get that. thinking, like, I should fight to be girly. And I was like, no, she's right. Like, there's power in not assigning to, like, identifying points or being, like, butterflies and... Or over-identifying with something. Yeah, like, finding new ways to say the same thing that aren't, um, that are Mm. your own words or different. And so she was so inspiring in just that class in general. But she really brought kind of a a deeper understanding for meaning, you know? Mm -hmm. Meaning. Yeah. Are you... Do you read, like, Jungian psychology? It seems like from your book that you would be into that. No, but I should. I remember I I, I own Man and His Symbols, but I never read it. Okay. And a lot of people have asked me that and said I would like it, but I haven't, like, delved into it. Yeah. So I'm interested in that, too, like, seeing things as signs or, like, the world is a tarot card. or like because I think, okay, so the symbol thing for me really came to me from contemporary art because contemporary art completely relies on explaining to people why the piece is important and what it means to you which is literally being like this is a symbol of this i feel so grateful that we're in i got to be alive during the time of contemporary art where that's what was happening and it's a Mm. lot of writing it's a lot of literature it's a lot of convincing it's a lot of preaching it's a very spiritual like time for Mm. art i think and i think so too yeah it's like it's a creating belief essentially it's saying this object in this room like i'm gonna make you believe that it's special and not because I'm trying to scam you because I do believe it's special, you know, which is even yeah. more beautiful because then you have this creating passion. meaning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like creating meaning and sharing it. I mean, that's such and a sharing it. thing to do for people. Yeah. Um, in a 
honest yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the symbol thing came to me in that way. I see. And I should read more Jungian stuff and see the connection there. But that's where it really hit yeah, me. Yeah. And that teacher, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big vibes. Like on our first day, I mean, one of our first assignments in class was creating a lexicon, which was like a personal dictionary. Sure, and yeah. And so we had to think of like a word for every letter. And okay. that was all the work that we had to make that year had to be based on at least one of those words. Oh, interesting. You know? So it was, it was basically like she said, make a book of symbols and then mm. like fucking create your own language. It. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if you look at the work I do now, it's like, Corey was all all inspired by her. Yeah. I should hit her up. Yeah, send that's her my cool. book and be like, hey. Yeah, send her your book. What was your, re- like, religious background growing up or spiritual background? Basically, my mom's an Italian-American. Oh, and nice. Her whole family is. Yeah. My dad kind of joined her family mm. and left his. So, we were raised Italian-American Catholic. Mm, nice. So, I went to church since I was, like, a baby oh nice and i used to sing at church until i graduated Killer. high school okay. love that yeah uh, so that i love people that sing at church that's like if i was to go to church i'd be like you should put me it's in the, the bet i know <laughs> i go to church sometimes i actually went to church this last sunday oh, no way <laughs> yeah and like that's the best part about it i was i was thinking the whole time like I should join the choir, befriend everybody, have them be- make me the music director yeah. and I could make the music so good but it's just nice to sing in public. Yeah, and singing is so, it's so powerful. It's so good. It is. Like some people say that singing is praying twice. And I like Ooh, think that's true. I agree with that. I was Very told, agree with that. I went to Catholic school actually until second grade. And then I begged my mom to go to public school. And in Catholic school, they said that to me. Nice. So That's a beautiful sentiment. That's something I know. I will remember that. <laughs> There's a couple more things I want to do. I'm actually, because I'm interviewing Taylor Lawrence oh, right no there this day, I, I like went through your feed a little and then saw that she wrote an article which mentioned you. Yeah, she did. She interviewed me for, um, it was Washington Post Digital Resting Points. Yeah, so like you kind of created almost a trend, on like a term and term yeah. or a thing, a media object. Yeah, it was kind of like a meme. Online. I feel like it was a meme in the form of like yeah like story video you know it was Mm -hmm. like a prettier meme (laughs) and it's it's pretty i guess it's like pretty self-explanatory like digital resting point yeah and just like choosing nature and and things to it was during the pandemic and it was just like writing congratulations you've reached a digital resting point you know and it's like something to remind you that life's really nice out there you're scrolling tiktok for two hours like kind of dying inside and there's some godly energy there right when you run people of god's creations yeah (laughs) while they're listening to everyone complain and meander online it can be really nice scream at you yeah (laughs) yeah that's cool uh i'm glad that is a thing i guess (laughs) because the internet is so could be really like like detrimental actually to spend too much time on like your mind could go kind of goofy (laughs) uh it's not always the best the internet can keep you from god the internet can keep you from god but it can also bring you to god totally it can bring you closer even in taking you away may might make you realize that you need more you know yeah (laughs) so it all works out yeah true it doesn't matter (laughs) it all works out it's gonna be fine yeah god is like i'm over here now i'm over here now oh my god (laughs) i guess over the pandemic did you see a lot of growth in your following because i feel like the pandemic really pushed people online and inside Mm -hmm. and like gave them crises yeah you know i didn't realize it until people as i've been meeting people in person who follow me they they've said oh like i found you during the pandemic or Mm -hmm. when like caroline calloway posted me i got like 6k 
Oh, wow. That was probably the biggest bump. And I was like, whoa. Wow. Her audience really yeah, liked it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like for I Need God, a big moment for me since we're selling t-shirts and stuff was Victoria Paris like posted our shirt or oh, something. Oh, no way. And got, I like, think about her quite a bit. You do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she follows I Need God and like faves the posts. Uh, maybe I should, I definitely should reach out to her. But like she bought one of the t-shirts on her own. Oh, like nice. without me even knowing. Oh, that's Posted even better, about yeah. it. And then DM'd me like, hey, I just posted about this. Like, so like uh generously yeah and uh got, got yeah, so she just many... moved to la i think so i feel like she she, she seems a little bored out there <laughs> <laughs> you should hit her up she actually is interesting to me because i was just compelled because she was the first person i saw who was like i hijacked like tiktok and like just basically made her way without any specific talent necessarily otherwise just she was just like experimenting treat it like a business which i thought was really interesting and honestly genuine mm-hmm. more than someone being like i need to share my like work and they really just want to be famous you know yeah um, but something she, authentic about her yeah she was like i went for it um but then i also like i would never want to be in that position you know what i mean like, mm-hmm. No, me it feels like it would be hard to like maintain interest in yourself when you're mm. like I would always want I'd rather have interest in my work than myself because yeah. I don't think myself is reliable <laughs> I know? feel that so for I her it, yeah. yeah I'm like okay she took on the challenge you know she's up for it so <laughs> but you should interview her for she sure. should go on the challenge also like, she has no god presence <laughs> she has she does though I think because she has like a either a cross tattoo or yeah. like a cross oh, necklace something. like okay. she's connected to Christianity but she doesn't somehow. have any like spiritual air about her and I would be so interested in what she says to you like if you had a spiritual conversation yeah I wonder yeah she's a very physical presence very physical so much um, yeah she's very in body yeah body yeah items, body and items yeah she seems I don't know what her signs are but she loves objects and furniture yeah. and stuff in a way that I do too. And she's good at moving around. I always have issues with transit. She's active. Yeah. No, she like knows she can like travel and like rent a car. Like she's, she's. I respect people like her who are like younger than me and are like, "Yep, I rented a jeep and like now I'm driving on this road that I've never driven on." Like, oh I'm my just, god! Like, I'm just like, wow, good you for can you. Do that. I guess not. <laughs> I read a tweet recently that was like. Girls who can't drive have the biggest hearts. <laughs> I honestly, okay, when I had the book out and I started reading more, po- uh, meeting more poets in real life, like even mm. like my editor and this other writer, and I've just been collaborating with writers. So many writers don't drive. Mm. And half of it is because a lot of them come to New York really early and so they mm-hmm. just don't need to mm-hmm. and then other people just like weirdly just become aloof and like they just mm-hmm. don't and that's like me like it's I just never I never got almost. it I was like yeah, I didn't really care either like I don't know I just wasn't dying to move yeah. around huh. which is kind of funny. what's your Mars Sign. Mars is Cancer. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm in my mind, Cancerous. Mars rules driving. I love yeah. driving, but I love all transportation. Like I love walking. Mm. Like I could, I would have walked here if it was walking. a nice day. Even like, it would be an hour walk. It's yeah. like not that bad. It's yeah, because you yeah, it's a great to walk around here. That's the thing I love so much about New York. It's like killing me. Is like walking is so rewarding. Yeah. There's, it's like it's yes. made for walking. I'm obviously, a full newer, I would uh, say ex- exactly. Yeah. yeah, this allows you to just do that. I love it. There's so yeah. much to see. Yeah, it's really so many surprises. Could be really good. Mm-hmm. <sighs> great it's for the non-transit gals. Fills, fills the soul. Yeah. yeah, it's fun to visit New York too. It's exciting. Um, so I guess. Basically, this next part, what I did was I read your book last night. Okay, amazing. And like I said, I love it. Notes on shapeshifting. Go buy it today. Yeah. <laughs> I underlined and like wrote some p- things. And then basically, then I just put them on the page here. And okay, I was going to be like, you know, that David Lynch meme that's like 
someone asks him to elaborate and he says no okay yeah just gonna be like that except yeah. you could say yes or no okay amazing <laughs> i love elaborating oh good that's like i, mean, I can't drive but i can really elaborate <laughs> <laughs> you could be a great like um road trip buddy and yeah. just like elaborate speak on things <laughs> speak on it okay so now we're now we're into notes on shape shifting it's a really easy read and i that's love what that I, yeah like i love that you could just read it last night you know oh, what i, I mean? love like, that that's, too i have no attention i, appreciate I could that. barely read let's yeah. put it that way okay and then and isn't it rewarding to have something that allows you to just finish a book like that you know what i does. mean it, yeah it's so satisfying yeah i think like people who follow you online i could barely read your captions online they're so yeah. long but this for people who are highly online, you're going to be able to read this, which I think is a huge, huge asset mm-hmm. to how effective it is. Yeah. And yeah, like I said, I'm going to give it to my mom. It's also like a cute object in and of itself. Like it's well, very well it's thought worthy out. worthy of mother gifting. I love that. Well, That's I just, so nice. my mother, she is very porous to the outside mm. and there are a lot of darkness happening right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> and she, I think she loves things like Be Here Now yeah. or like Eckhart Tolle. Nice. And I just feel like this is a great version almost of yeah. that tradition of writing okay, that I she that. will be able to Incredible. get. Okay. You know? I'm so excited. So I'm really excited <laughs> yeah. to give it to her. I'm seeing her on Sunday. She's Amazing. coming to the city. So on page 18, you talk about like sex and romance and relationships mm-hmm. as practicing death. Mm-hmm. and engaging in the invisible mm-hmm. so i've always thought that myself that like i almost have an aversion to like touch and intimacy mm-hmm. because of like how affected i am as a person mm-hmm. like i my imagination is so crazy mm-hmm. that it, i definitely see it as such a spiritual and an mm-hmm. engagement with the spiritual the invisible yeah um metaphysical totally, totally. and so many people don't get it when I yeah. say that or like are like it's not a big deal yeah like I don't know why it's such a big deal to me yeah um do you want to say anything about that I just think anyone who's sensitive or spiritual it's like you understand I mean you could say like God isn't everything but spirit isn't everything and so anything that kind of ramps you up into like an ethereal world and what I mean by that is like anything in this world that's non-physical and anything in this world that's non-physical cannot be calculated or defined. So it's just this like open free agent. You know what I mean? So love is one of those things, pretty much all emotions, ideas. It's a source of creativity. Yeah. And it's like, we are so used to physical reality and this is always the thing that I say. It's like, okay, this cup on the table, Mm -hmm. we can measure it, we can weigh it, I can throw it out the window and we could look at where it lands. And those are all answers. Mm -hmm. And things that do not exist in physicality do not have answers and they do not have form, you know? So there's just a big question mark. And so things like love or like someone reaching out and touching you and looking at you and you don't know what they're thinking, you don't know how long it'll last. You don't know like what's really going on. It's like, it's this huge question mark and mm-hmm. the reason it reflects life is because our entire lives are a huge question mark. We don't know why we're here, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't know why we're here and I don't know what love is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, same. I think everyone could relate to that. <laughs> and that, bring, that kind of touches on this other thing about death. So I was thinking like, like practicing death mm. because the big question mark of the unknown is mm-hmm. there with this creative engagement with mm-hmm. the outside it brings in the question of death kind mm-hmm. of um yeah i don't know so, something about death i guess too death and sex love petite yeah. more or whatever 
Yeah, I mean, practicing death is a funny term, and I've heard it a few times. Or like not, okay, I think for me, I think it's like not denying death, not fearing death, or practicing not fearing death, right? Yeah, yeah. so I'm too afraid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, totally. Because oh, okay. like your book, too, is great for anyone who's recently gone up through, gone through a separation with a loved one or mm-hmm. soul, perceived soulmate. Totally. Um, it has a lot of great, concise information on what you can do and mm-hmm. stuff. And like losing someone in your life is like practicing death, basically. Mm-hmm. And it comes to this thing that you say everything is visiting. Yeah. Could you elaborate on that? I think it's just a fact like everything is visiting, you know, on a small scale, just like moments in your life, everything, everything is passing, everything is passing, every emotion is passing, every idea is passing, everything you make is going to decay, every building decays, we're right. all going to die, all pass over. we are really all visiting, like I can't think of anything in this world that's permanent, right, um, and <laughs> I think, yeah, and I feel like everything to me is like a meditation on like, being at peace with the nature of existence, which is the unknowns and all that on a small scale, it's like being okay with breakups and being okay with like breaking your favorite mug. And then on Mm -hmm. a bigger scale, it's like Mm. just being okay with being here. Oh, this is the end of our free episode. But if you want to listen to the rest, we have about 25 more minutes of conversation with Gabby at our Patreon at patreon.com slash I need God. If you pledge at our $3 tier, you'll unlock this episode, two other episodes, and you'll gain access to our Discord, where we share memes and chat about God, and I do free astrology advice and all of that, and you get to support I Need God in every moment of my life and keep the lights on here. I feel like there are so many more better questions I could have asked Gabby after listening back to this episode, but you can follow her at Swoon on instagram that's just like s-i-g-h-s-w-o-o-n she posts i think really good content if you liked the conversation with her you'll like her content even more i think and um her book notes on shape-shifting which you could google it's available on her website which is linked in the podcast description um it is a really good read if you do like things like i was saying in the interview like eckhart tolle (laughs) or like be here now things like that you will definitely definitely love her book and i think it would make a great holiday and christmas gift the the rest of the conversation i have with gabby on the patreon is just more about her book like passages that i thought were interesting so she elaborates on a few more things like she talks about how to build um, a support system and how to shapeshift i guess or accept that things are ever changing so there's there's more conversation at the patreon patreon.com slash i need god subscribe there's three dollars a month and if you really want to support me and this podcast and this project so i could continue doing interviews and grow the podcast into something kind of like bigger and better hopefully down the line then you could support us at five dollars a month you'll get all the episodes we make plus our discord plus the a download of our coloring book and then if you really want to support us and show that, you know, this is something you want to you want to keep happening and keep me motivated, then if you join our angel tier, it's $9 a month. But uh, you'll get a 20% discount to our merch store, and I will read your name as part of our prayer list at the end of every episode, so that you'll be prayed for on the record. Um, and plus, you get to support this project again, which... 
I'm super grateful for everyone who is currently supporting. Let's see, I think I should read the names. So please, if you will, close your eyes and let's all pray for our angels. Allison White, Carson Reeves, Colin G, Gavin, HGSH, Jenna, Sarah, Kylie Gurley, Rachel Nunley, Tori Folk, and Tyler Hill. Um, Lord, hear our prayer. 